You're listening to Scorched. A raw, real, and unfiltered podcast about drag racing and motorsports. Hosted by the man willing to burn it all down. And now, the man himself, E3 Extreme's own Damon Steinke. Well, welcome back, everybody. I know it's been a while since uh, we've done one of these. Obviously, the second half of the season is quite jam-packed from Labor Day all the way through Thanksgiving. So I appreciate if you've made the effort to come back and check out another episode of Scorched. We have a lot to talk about. A lot of things been going on in the last couple of months since uh, I've been with you. So we're gonna we're really gonna dive into a lot of things in the upcoming days and weeks leading up to what some would define as the off season. With that said, if you are a new listener, I will warn you, this is not your unfiltered, ego stroking, um, puppies and kitties and rainbows bullshit that you hear on other people's podcasts. So if that's what you're looking for, that's not what you're going to find here. Um, what you're going to find here is a open, honest, and educated opinion about all the shit that's going on within our industry. But today, what I want to talk about is something that's really been bothering me for months now. And that is the... Uh, how would I describe this? Uh, the fucking idiotic behavior of the quote fans in drag racing. Now, obviously I've been around a long time and seen a lot of things. Social media has really changed the way that fans behave within our industry and not necessarily in a good way. It's brought the fans closer to the drivers, the teams, the crews, things like that. It has um, opened up access that a lot of people did not have in the past. So here's the problem with that. I peruse through social media for the good part of a day. It's part of my job. Sharing, you know, news that's happening or giving opinions uh, based on what I see and what I've experienced. But uh, to say that I've been overwhelmingly disappointed in the behavior that I have seen on social media this year regarding drag racing is, uh, that would be an understatement. But First off, I want to go over the definition of a fan for you guys. Now, a fan, and and I want you to understand, there's a difference between a fan and a fanatic. And we're going to talk about both. A fan is a person who is extremely enthusiastic about and devoted to some interest or activity. So that is your casual, you know, goes to maybe an NMCA race or a Midwest drag racing or PDRA, NHRA, if we're talking about drag racing. A fanatic, a fanatic, let's see what what they define as a fanatic. I apologize. I got those two. Swapped. The fanatic is the extremely enthusiastic about, but here's it's a fan is an enthusiastic devotee, usually as a spectator. Whereas a fanatic is an extremely enthusiastic and devoted to some kind of interest. But here's the definition of a fanatic that got me. And this is what I see, especially on social media in regards to two specific forms of drag racing. And that's going to be NHRA, 
and no prep. Now, you guys, and this is not a bag on all no prep fans because there's some great no prep fans out there, and there's some great NHRA fans out there. <clears throat> With that said, this is what I've been seeing a lot of on social media. A person exhibiting excessive enthusiasm and intense, uncritical devotion towards some controversial matter. And I would be willing to swap the word uncritical to critical. Um, typically, that's a behavior that you see when you're talking about religion and politics and not drag racing. But it is spilled over into drag racing in a huge way in the last 12 to 18 months. I don't know if everybody sitting at their damn computer thinks that that keyboard is going to protect them from getting smacked upside the head or what it is. Um, but it's absolutely disgusting. Like there's no problem with being a fan of something. I've been a fan of drag racing and I'm a fan of certain drivers. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Tis the season. Um, but when you cross over that line and when I say cross over that line, I mean, you've gone way too far. We're talking about, I've talked to drivers recently, death threats, and the the verbiage that comes out of people's mouth, the hate that they absolutely spew for another individual or that individual's team is not what drag racing is about. Drag racing is about two cars, Side by side, who's got the fastest shit? Or if you're in bracket racing, who can drive the line? It is not about threatening drivers. It is not about threatening drivers' families. Now, with that said, if you are new to drag racing and don't understand the art, and I mean the exquisite art of shit-talking in drag racing... You should just sit back and enjoy for a while. Don't say anything. Just watch it all unfold. The shit talking between drivers and drivers crews. What you don't understand is it's kind of an unwritten rule. You can shit talk all you want. Now, there are certain things that are off limits. You don't talk about another driver's family usually and, and things like that. But you can bet that these drivers are going to talk shit. Now, what I've seen lately is these drivers get on social media because that is their outlet for doing said shit talking. And you fans, or should I say fanatics, fucking lose your minds. I mean, lose your minds to the point where you're calculating this grand plan and that somebody oh my gosh they they talk shit about your driver so you're gonna go and do all of these nasty things to them have you lost your mind it has nothing to fucking do with you this is shit talking shit talking 101 if you want to see real shit talking go to yellowbullet.com and go back into some of the old posts. Most of you in this industry wouldn't have lasted a day on that website. And the fans, the fans that are sitting behind those keyboards talking shit, thinking that, oh, it's perfectly fine what I say. I'm entitled to my opinion. You're goddamn right you're entitled to your opinion, but you know what the problem is? Your opinion is fucking stupid. Your opinion is fucking stupid. Your approach is fucking stupid. And literally, you show everybody how much of an uneducated piece of shit, window-licking fucktard, thank you, Tim McAmos, for that line, window-licking fucktard you are. With that said, I do love some good shit talking. But everybody knows that there are lines that you don't cross. I talked to a driver, and we've talked a couple of times, uh, and I hope to have him on the show in the off season. 
driver that had talked some shit about no prep earlier this year. He does not know prep, so I'm sure that you can all think about exactly who that is. But he talked some shit about no prep and all the no prep, nut-hugging, dick-swallowing extremists decided that it was a good idea to retaliate. And shit-talking, you can retaliate. It's called using your words and being original and thinking of some some way to talk some shit back to them. But no, that's not what they did. And we had discussed some of the messages that he got in great detail about what one of these nut-hugging fucktards was going to do to him and his family and I mean, very graphically, what he was going to specifically do to him. And I, even I, who have been around this for years and years and years, and nothing at this point really surprises me, that shocked me. Like, that took it so far over the line that there is, there's no human explanation for for that, for that behavior, for the words that came out of this person's mouth. The amount of hate and disdain that was spewed in that message and directed towards said driver was disgusting to say the least. How are you going to tell somebody the very violent and graphic nature of how you want to harm them because they talk to shit. Like, have we become that insensitive or that, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? You're all a bunch of fucking pussies. Sorry, said it. Not going to apologize for it. Um, you can't understand, one, the etiquette that goes into shit talking, and two, the art form in which it is, if you can shit talk and get under the other driver's skin, it's it's an amazing feeling. I've seen it, and it is just so exquisite. It, and it happens a lot in grudge racing. And honestly, street racing is essentially a form of grudge racing. A lot of the time you're putting up money, and you're just going to run heads up or whatever the steps may be. But it's all about shit talking. I know that you guys that watch this shit on TV, whether it's JJ or, you know, the original Street Outlaws or um, New Orleans, whatever it may be, America's List, America's Call, all of these different shows that they have now. Shit talking is what they do. But the moment that somebody that you don't like or somebody that's not on TV with your BFFs that you are clung onto their nuts harder than white on rice, the moment that somebody else talks shit about it, you have got to go all fanatic on it. Now, a fan is going to be like, hey, that's my driver. Did it? They're going to talk some shit back. They're not going to send messages about... um. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That's just, you're fucking stupid at that point. Um, so we don't want those type, at least my personal opinion, we don't want those type of people in our sport, period, period. You fuck stains that sit at home and sit behind a keyboard or sit there with your iPhone or whatever it is and have the nerve to type up these messages that you would never actually say to another human being face to face. Go stay home. Find something else. Go watch Survivor or Bachelor or some bullshit. Because we don't want you in our industry. You're pieces of shit. Plain and simple. If you are going to threaten another man or woman's life, 
or threaten to cause them deep physical harm and or death because they talked shit, go fuck yourself. I don't want you around. And I'm not that hard to find. I'm the fat guy in pink at most of these races. So if you've got a problem with what I've said, by all means, come discuss it with me. Don't ever come at me like you do some of these drivers, though. I'll tell you that much. And getting away from the the no prep and street outlaws aspect of it for a second, I've talked to other drivers, and this seems to happen more with female drivers than it does male drivers. The amount of animosity that quote-unquote fans, and you guys really, really need to figure out whether you're a fan or a fanatic, because if you're a fan... I love you. You guys are the, you you men and women and kids are the greatest in the world. If you're a fanatic, uh, you should slap yourself in the fucking face with a frying pan because you have no business in our sport. Uh, You are not good for our sport. You will never be good for our sport. Uh, If you take it to a whole nother unsafe, unhealthy, unprofessional level, yeah, we got no time for you. It, at least that's my opinion. NHRA drivers. Let's take Eric Anders, for example. You guys all know, if you know me, I'm a huge fan. Absolutely love her. Think she is one of the most talented drag racers in the world. And honestly, I would be hard-pressed to not put her in a Mount Rushmore of door car drivers in the history of our sport. She is dominant won multiple world championships, but you would be shocked, or maybe you wouldn't be, um, if you're not shocked. I mean, even I was surprised by this. The kind of verbiage that gets sent to drivers like Erica and others in regards to their looks, their driving ability, and again, we're talking about people who sit on their fucking couch and watch TV for eight hours a day and don't really do anything productive within our industry, have the nerve to sit here and call somebody who has won multiple world championships and arguably one of the best door car drivers in the history of our sport. The things that are said about her and to her directly via, again, a keyboard, are disgusting. Like, you people are a whole nother level of disgusting. Um, I, I I was disappointed and I was surprised when um, I had these conversations and had heard what some of the messages were. And I'm like, where in the fuck do people get off, especially uneducated window-looking fucktards, where in the hell do they get off talking that way to somebody like in Erica I, I I just I don't I don't grasp it and, and no I'm not sitting here nut hugging on Erica or I'm not sitting here nut hugging on Stevie you guys know I don't nut hug on anybody do they happen to be friends of mine yeah well so are a lot of people in the drag racing world and for those of you that want to piss and moan and bitch about oh he doesn't like no prep kings and da 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 let me explain something to you I've been friends with Mike Marillo for the better part of two decades I've slept in the Bruder's home Jim Howe and I have been friends for years there are so many of these competitors within this industry that I am personally friends with So I know all of you would love to crawl all over me and say, well, he's just targeting certain people because he doesn't like no prep or whatever. Motherfucker, most of these no prep people came from my heads up drag racing side of the world to begin with. And I've known them for years and and consider them good friends. So pull your head out of your ass and uh, have fun trying to talk as much shit as you want. But I digress. Let's go back to um, acceptable conduct when we're talking about shit-talking 
or acceptable conduct when you're on the internet. I Listen, I don't know if Facebook is like this sound off platform for um, the fucking dumbasses of the world. Well, it obviously is. Uh, but the amount of shit that I see on drag racing uh, groups and pages on Facebook is hilarious. I saw this, uh, somebody was going off about Erica and the elite team or whatever it was after this last weekend. And do you guys, uh, most of you don't, uh, very few of you actually ever will, especially the ones that talk the loudest and talk the most shit. You have any idea what it takes to compete at the level of a Ryan Martin, of a Erica Enders, a Stevie Jackson, a Ricky Smith, a John Force, uh, Matt Smith, uh, Ron Caps, a Cruz Pedro. Do you guys have any idea the sacrifice that it takes? Being away from your families, uh, being on the road for you know the better part of probably 40 weeks a year if you include testing and traveling and everything. You guys have absolutely no idea the mental capacity, not excluding the physical capacity, the mental capacity it takes to do this within the industry. And what do you do? You fucking go to your nine to five job. You come home, you make some dinner, you sit on your computer and you talk shit about something that you will never, ever experience or have the intestinal fortitude to ever do in your entire life. You sit there and you collect a paycheck from somebody else and you have no idea what it's like to try to find sponsors and build relationships and things like this. All you know is well, somebody else is giving me a check every two weeks. I'm going to take my family on vacation and I'm going to sit on the internet and I'm going to talk shit about people that I don't know. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what it takes to do what they do, but they said something bad about my guy. So I'm going to go all fanatical on them. Doesn't say anything bad about the driver. It shows how much of a moron you are. There's a saying out there. It's one thing, and I'm paraphrasing, it's one thing to be a complete moron. It's another to open your mouth and fucking prove it to everybody. And that's exactly what some of you have been doing. I'm sure there are some of you listening to this right now going, oh, he's not talking about me. Trust me, I am. Uh, I mean... You know, I've been accused of talking shit. The difference is I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because unlike all of you that sit there and collect your pretty little paychecks and have no idea what it is to be so invested into something that it consumes the better part of your life, nor do you understand the sacrifices to do said things, I actually do. Because I spend 40 to 50 weeks a year on the road, on the road with these people, photographing these people, talking to these people, spending time with these people, the same people that you want to talk shit about. Oh, I don't like their attitude. Hey, guess what? Everyone has a bad day, but their bad day is amplified because they may be on TV or they may be some kind of celebrity. Let's talk about that a second. Look at Justin's Monstrum. Justin Swanstrom, and I've known Justin a long time. I've known his family a long time. I've, you know, photographed them uh, plenty and had long conversations with, with Mama Country and Big Country and Little Country. And congratulations on a great finish uh, this season at an NPK. I believe Justin finished third in the points, right behind Kai and obviously your uh, champion, Ryan Martin. But the amount of hate that Justin gets because he talks shit shows me that the people who pay attention to no prep Kings have no idea what the fuck grudge racing is, what shit talking is, 
what goes into shit talking, uh, you're really clueless. Justin is Justin is amazing at getting under people's skin, and it it takes other drivers decades to get to the point of being able to talk shit as well as Justin and his and really his dad as well. And it, big country doesn't, uh, I don't think, is nearly as vocal as Justin is, but it it typically takes a very very long time to get to the level of shit talking that Justin already has in a very short amount of time. And I see it because I see how much he gets under other people's skins, especially the fans who don't like him. Now, if we look back to the 80s, 70s and 80s NASCAR, or even old school NHRA, you had fans, they'd show up at the races, they'd fly the flags on their RVs, that was your that was your guy that was that was that was your ride or die like you know you were an Earnhardt guy or Dale Jarrett or Mark Martin whoever it may be that was your guy and and you were willing to you were willing to maybe throw a punch at some drunk redneck if if he talked shit about your guy that's not a fanatic that's still a fan um the fanatics I mean you may throw a punch at a drunk guy uh, at a NASCAR race, and guess what? You're probably going to be buddies by the end of the race. But when you start threatening somebody's life, start threatening their family, um, I've I've seen messages where people have threatened to burn down other people's houses and their rigs and things. Like, you've gone to a, a completely different level of uh, insanity at that point. And the sad part is you don't even realize it. You just think that in this world that we live in, the words that come out of your mouth have no repercussion and that it's just completely acceptable because that's exactly how you feel, so you should voice it. I mean, we all have freedom freedom of expression and freedom of speech, but let's not forget that that freedom sometimes has consequences. So... Let's think about that next time you decide to type all that bullshit out, reread it, and you might want to delete it before you hit the send button. And for those of you that don't think it has consequences, it does. Um, and I don't understand why you're so angry all the time. Like, I'll go on to, No Prep Felons is a prime example of a Facebook group that I'm a part of, and so are a lot of, obviously, people in the No Prep world friends with a lot of people on there but I read some of the comments on there and I'm like did you actually fucking reread that before you hit the post button like on what planet did you think that what you just said was acceptable please explain to me where this was an acceptable idea on your part to say the things that came out of your mouth and how long have you been following drag racing? What, since a TV show started? I mean, uh, what? how long has that been on now? Seven, eight years? Uh, congratulations to them. They have been, uh, you know, they have done a lot for uh, the industry. I may not like the product sometimes. Uh, I like the people, but in general, they've done uh, very good for the industry as a whole and bringing attention to the industry. But what they've also brought out is a fucking crazy fan base like I saw uh, an example earlier on this year uh, Donald Long who obviously has been an amazing promoter for more than a decade now put on some of the best door car races that we've ever seen with that said somebody was trying to compare social media likes of Donald Long and Daddy Dave. Both gentlemen uh, I know and have um, spent time around. Obviously, Donald Moore, because I spend a ten, tend to spend more time in the radio world than I do no prep, but uh, they were trying to compare the two. Oh, well, Donald Long only has, you know, 60,000 followers or something, and Daddy Dave has a million or whatever it is. And I just sat there for a second like, 
this very well might be like that comment or that post like won the stupid person award of the day for me. That's like saying, well, Kim Kardashian has 10 million followers and Scarlett Johansson only has a million. So that must mean that Kim Kardashian is 10 times better than Scarlett Johansson. We live in a society that idolizes TV stars and celebrities. So what does that mean? That means they're going to have the social media following that somebody else might not. Certainly the fuck doesn't mean that they're any better than anybody else. Let's face it. If you put Kim Kardashian in an Avengers movie, do you think it would make it better or worse than Scarlett Johansson being in it? Your amount of social media followers means one thing. You are very good at branding yourself, whether that be on television or whatever it is that you do to brand yourself. And you have a large audience. Does not mean that you are exponentially better at something than somebody else's. So, again, the intelligence level just fucking shined right through on that one. That was some special kind of stupid right there. And the amount of uh, no prep fanatics that lose their shit over Donald Long saying something or Stevie Jackson. And there's a lot of... There's a lot of you that are very, very intelligent drag racing fans that follow No Prep. And I love it. I love the fact that you have found something that you love. Got no problem with that. The problem that I have is these ass hats in whether it's NHRA, No Prep, or really any other uh, part of the automotive motorsports world that want to sit there and say the things that they do with just no idea how that's going to affect somebody else. And a lot of drivers take it with a grain of salt, but, and you have to, because you would get so inundated with it. Somebody like a John Force or an Erica Enders or a Ryan Martin, or, you know, the, the list goes, a Keith Haney or, you know, whatever it is, the list goes on and on about the amount of Uh, bullshit that people talk about them. Now, am I a huge Ryan Martin fan? No, I mean, there's other drivers and other setups that I like more, but to his credit, he's essentially become the Yankees of uh, no prep kings. Um, So kudos to him and Javi and that entire team on their championship. But if somebody who doesn't, jump on and I hate to say this but jump on the Ryan Martin bandwagon or the Ron Caps bandwagon or um you know the Britney Force bandwagon and they say something you know oh I don't particularly like that driver or whatever you know they say it in a manner that's well spoken and intelligent and don't just you know well fuck them because they fucking suck or did it you know, whatever analogy that you want to use as far as wording goes if if you give, if I go online and say, yeah, I'm not the biggest Ryan Martin fan, uh, you know, I'm maybe I'm a Mike Marillo fan or you know a, a Bruders fan or a Jim Howe fan or you know a Justin Swanson fan, I'm gonna get fucking hate mail about it. Uh, how can you not be a Ryan Martin fan, or how can you not be a Britney Force fan? They're like the greatest thing since fucking sliced bread, and I'm gonna beat you up now because you don't like them. That is literally the type of shit that we're dealing with at this point on the internet. How is that acceptable? Like, how did we get to this point that you can just fucking spout off whatever you want and have no idea what you're actually talking about? Another prime example of that is the the hate for the Steve Torrance crew. Holy shit. And Steve is right about a that whole Torrance crew is very right about a lot of things that they say. Because NHRA 
um, to their credit, has managed to fucking destroy their product. Uh, I don't know on what planet that they think uh, they're going to be sustainable uh, for the long term. I almost feel bad for Marcus Limonis. Um, I hope he got a good deal on that. Congratulations to Cruz Pedregon for winning last week, too. Uh, obviously, I have, uh, I'm not going to say a vested interest, but I do have friends that work on that team. And obviously, our uh, our co-founder, Ellen, was over there uh, working with them over the weekend, too. And Lyle Barnett on another win. That's a guy that's always smiling. You can't not like Lyle. I mean, he's he's just he's a good kid. But back to our back to our issues with fans. Yeah, I know I'm all over the place today. It's been a while since I've done one of these, so bear with me. Um only in drag racing. Like, and maybe it's because I'm not as in depth with the NFL or it maybe I should maybe I should ask Fletcher. Do you get disgusting hate mail about how people want to you know harm you and stuff i'm willing to bet it's probably no and that is because unlike other sports when you go to a drag race you get up close and personal with the drivers you can build that bond and that's why you have fans in baseball and football and basketball and hockey and soccer you don't have as many fanatics as you do in motorsports because we are such an approachable and open sport as a whole. Whether it's dirt track racing, drag racing, um, NASCAR, you know, it's just you can get a lot closer and build those relationships with the drivers. And a lot of those drivers spend. Uh, a lot more time on social media and interacting with their fans than professional other professional athletes um, and I know because other professional athletes a lot of the time they have somebody else managing their social media accounts for them uh, unlike somebody like Fletcher who does uh, do his own stuff uh, which to his credit I absolutely love because I don't like when an athlete never actually responds to their own fans. So I'm willing to bet that if you asked if you asked 20 baseball players how much hate mail they get, and we're not talking about the 60s and 70s when Hank Aaron was going to break Babe Ruth's record and or Barry Bonds during the uh, the juicing era, anything like that, how much hate mail they got and the words and the verbiage that was used, which is as disgusting now as it was 45 years ago, I'm willing to bet that most professional athletes do not get the type of disgusting messages and things like that that people in the motorsports industry do. So it's great that we are so open with our fans and so approachable, very rarely will you see um, a driver that's unapproachable there are some assholes out there don't get me wrong they're assholes to everybody it's just the way they are they're usually not very successful either and that's probably why they're assholes but the ones that are approachable I mean I'll be completely honest with you because I've seen it firsthand uh, Sean El- Sean Ellington, Murder Nova, is one of the best, if not the best, with his fans. I even told him that at the beginning of the year. I said, "Dude, everybody in our industry needs to be more like that and more like you. Like you need to teach classes on how to be, how other drivers can be more like you as far as their interactions with fans." He is absolutely – Mike Murillo. Mike Murillo, another one. He was at my local track recently. Well, I shouldn't say recently, a couple of months ago. And I just stand back and I watch how some of these men and women interact with their fans. And no matter what, they could have the shittiest round ever. 
some of these guys are some of these men and women are out there signing autographs and and taking photos and things like that and you're not going to get that with most other professional athletes i've seen race car drivers specifically in drag racing stay for hours after they're done signing autographs and taking photos and things like that you're not going to get that most of the time with today's athletes so we open ourselves up for the ability to be hated i saw something recently another fan was going off about not getting essentially again paraphrasing but essentially not getting enough attention from the driver that they wanted attention from. Okay, well, how many other people were there? Was it in between rounds? What was going... Like, they don't give any context whatsoever. They're just like, I'm mad. I didn't get what I paid for, and I paid to see these drivers and have this interaction, and motherfucker, you paid to come to a a sporting event. You didn't pay for shit. You paid to come to a sporting event or in the case of like an NPK, you came, you paid for a sporting event that's going to be on television. That's what you fucking paid for. Don't nobody owe you shit. You should be glad that we in the motorsports industry are as welcoming and open to fans as we are. Because most other, you know, you're not going to... You're not going to stand around and be able to, you know, schmooze with your favorite world famous soccer players. Like Christian Ronaldo is not going to sit there and hang out with you for 10 minutes um, before or after a game or some shit. So for you to say, I didn't get the time that I wanted with my driver, or I didn't get this, or I didn't get that. Well, give us some context. One, were they having a bad day? Or... Uh, were they, you know, what was going on? Were there a ton of other people there? Whatever it may have been, give it some context and stop taking to the fucking internet to bash people just to bash people because that's all you're doing. And people are going to say, well, Damon, you're making an entire podcast out of bashing people. No, I'm making an entire podcast to bring uh, some clarification and some insight into the... Uh, fucking idiots uh, that are acting like fanatics on the internet and taking shit way too far. You're taking it way too far just because somebody talks some shit. Like, seriously, go to yellowbullet.com. Scroll way back. Hit the newbie post. Make sure if you sign up, hit the newbie post. But what I'm saying is most of you would not have lasted a day or two on that website. And that was, I mean, 10 years ago, we were still on the upswing on Yellow Bullet. And uh, yeah, and I guess it shows because if I'm talking 10 years ago, we're talking if people are in their mid-20s now, they were in their early teens during the height of Yellow Bullet. And it shows because they, again, would not have lasted a day and a half on that website. Um, They don't understand the nuances of talking shit and talking shit in an appropriate manner that is not um, disgusting. Because a lot of what you guys are doing is, uh, is disgusting. Listen, you don't have to like every driver out there. You, I don't even care if you respect them, but be very careful about becoming a fanatic versus a fan. You can defend your driver all you want, but if you notice when you defend somebody like we do on other, other sports, when we're comparing athletes, you compare statistics and things like that, or or they compared how these athletes interacted with the media and things like that. 
all you guys want to do is, without rhyme or reason, just lambast somebody and useless nonsense comes out of your fucking mouth or from the tips of your fingers to your keyboard and then you hit send on it. So let me ask you, since we're talking about this, on what planet would it ever be acceptable for you and men, I'm talking to you specifically, on what planet would it ever be acceptable for you to send a message or an email to a driver, specifically women, and criticize their looks, talk shit about their driving ability because they're a woman. Any of that... in what world would you find that acceptable? Because it's happening. I promise you it's happening on the regular because I hear about it. Because I'm disgusted by it and I'm I'm not just going to continue to fucking let it slide with the degradation of the, the human race. Like, I mean, I don't understand some of you people that think that it's okay to... Um, criticize a woman's looks because you don't like her as a driver or whatever. Listen, you don't have to like you don't have to like Steve Torrance. You don't have to like you don't have to like Brittany Force or you know pick them, uh, Greg Anderson or um, and Erica Enders. You don't have to like them. But are you not liking them because they've accomplished more than you ever will in your entire fucking life? Or because they beat your guy on any given Sunday or Saturday or whatever it is? Like, is that why you're talking shit? And if you're going to talk shit, learn how to talk shit. Because what you're doing is just insults. And they're not even good. If you're going to learn to talk shit, learn the art of talking shit. Because you people have epically failed for years now in talking shit. You don't understand how to talk shit. All you understand is how to throw insults. And most of the time, your opinions don't fucking matter. Because you have never experienced anything even remotely close to this level. I just want you guys to think about that. Next time you decide to go out there and be like, oh, F this driver, F that driver. I wish they would die or I wish they would crash. Oh, that's another one. I can't even believe that I just said that. And that, oh, that really fucking pisses me off. I've seen fans, well, I hope he crashes because he talks shit about my driver. So let me get this straight. My guy talks shit about your guy. So then you're going to go on social media for billions of people to see and go, you know, I really hope he crashes his car. I really hope he puts himself in danger for for entertainment purposes and wads up a quarter of a million dollar car. And, well, you know, if he gets hurt, it's just all part of it. You're literally wishing that somebody wads up their fucking car Because they said something about your driver or because you just don't like them. Really? Really? I want you to sit back and think about that one too. Because you guys... If you ever wish or hope that somebody crashes, you are a sick fucking individual. Like, you have no place in motorsports if you are hoping especially in drag racing if you are hoping that somebody crashes what in the fuck is wrong with you yeah i i don't i don't even know where to go from there because i've seen that happen 
And like I've almost gotten in physical altercations because I've heard it come out of people's mouths at the drag strip. And it pisses me off to the point like I want to rip your fucking head off. Um, you've got you should just get in your car and and drive home. Uh, that's like saying, hey, I, I hope that somebody gets in a wreck on the fucking interstate. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Where where do you think in your world that that's acceptable? Why? Why? Please fucking tell me why you think that that is acceptable. I will tell you right now it's not. And anybody who's been around this industry for a while will tell you that we don't want you around our industry. Yes, watch TV all you want. Keep your fucking mouth shut. If that's the road that you want to travel down, do one of two things. Learn how to talk shit intelligently or shut the fuck up. I mean, those are really your two best options. But Damon, you talk shit all the time. But I've also been around drag racing for over 30 years. I know the art of talking shit. I know when somebody is talking shit and what they actually mean by it. Listen, Justin can talk shit about Kai Kelly all day long. But I know deep down what that whole thing is all about. And a lot of you cannot separate... um, You can't separate the person from the words because you don't understand what they're actually saying. Listen, if my guy goes out there and tells your guy, I'm going to whoop your ass, did it, you just going on and on and on. There's a good chance. You've got no idea what they're actually saying to each other because you have no idea how to interpret shit talking. Go to a grudge race. I mean, honestly, watch JJ's stuff. JJ's, you want to talk about backwards shit talking? Like, I mean, he's one of the best at shit talking. And I don't hear any of you idiots out there talking about wanting to cause him harm. So for you to then turn around and tell Stevie what you want to do to Stevie because he said something about no prep guess what we've all got our opinions about no prep and NHRA I know you guys seem to think that I'm a heads up nut hugger NHRA NHRA is not even slowly destroying their own their own um How do I explain this to you so that you understand it? So am I a huge NPK fan? No, but they put out a product worth people watching and attending and, uh, NHRA, who is the largest sanctioning body in our industry, they're slowly destroying themselves because they're, they're too stupid to realize it. And uh, we'll see what happens with them. But I see a lot of that shit talking in NHRA too. You guys just don't see it as much. Uh, If you're on the outside looking in, there's a lot of shit talking that goes on in NHRA. Uh, But I do also think that it's become a lot more politically correct like NASCAR has, which is super disappointing um, in my mind. And that's probably why people flock to no prep because and no prep and and Midwest and PDRA and some of the other series because uh, it's not the no hot rods allowed association and they don't try to screw over their drivers at every single turn <coughs> excuse me oh it's definitely one of those mornings guess I should quit back on the smoking uh, with that said, I think I've vented enough about uh, the window-licking idiots that uh, 
want to go on and on and, you know, cause harm or talk shit about, well, it's not even talking shit because they don't know how to talk shit. So I think that you guys have the general idea of what I'm trying to get across and why it is so unacceptable. Uh, the behavior is is not something that we want in drag racing. Learn to talk shit or learn to keep your mouth shut. And learn to talk shit the right way. So I'm going to wrap this up one more time for you guys who have uh, bared with me for the entire fucking hour. A fanatic is a person exhibiting, exhibiting excessive enthusiasm an intense, uncritical devotion towards some controversial matter. A fan is an enthusiastic devotee, usually a spectator. If you're sitting your ass in the stands or sitting on your couch watching TV, be a fan. Don't be a fanatic. Fanatics, fanatics are... are not what we want in our industry ever be a fan be a good fan support your drivers support them whipping somebody else's ass buy their shit support them that does not mean you have to be a a fanatic you don't have to lose your shit and make everybody see that you're a complete fucking idiot just be a fan it's all you got to do You get much more respect, understand the sport, understand what shit-talking is, understand the art of shit-talking, and go from there. But don't don't think that you have to defend your driver at every turn or send threatening messages to opposing drivers because it'll get you nowhere, except for maybe jail. With that said, a few people that I want to thank at the end here. Obviously, I want to thank Classic Graphics. Classic Graphics, uh, Scott over at Classic Graphics, takes care of all of our apparel here at E3 Extreme. He is the man when it comes to team apparel or shirts, whatever you may need uh, apparel-wise. Check out Classic Graphics. That's graphics with an X. Menser Motorsports, World Records Championships, I mean, they kind of speak for themselves if you think about it. Um, I don't know that there has ever been um, a company as dominant on the small tire stuff as uh, Menser's shocks and struts have been over the last decade. So if you are doing any type of build, let's not forget uh, Mark and the crew over at Menser Motorsports don't just specialize in small tire stuff. They do pro mod stuff. They do big tire no prep stuff, small tire no prep stuff, um, your import stuff, Corvette stuff, Cadillac stuff, and even show car stuff. That is right, folks. If you have got a, oh, I don't know, let's say, an old C10 or something like that that you want to do coilovers on. Get a hold of Mark and his crew over at Menser. They'll take care of you. Garrett Advancing Motion, uh, better known as Garrett Turbos to most of you that all shorten it up like I do. Uh, But Garrett Advancing Motion, Garrett Turbos, um, by far and away uh, the best uh, turbos that I've seen on the market. Uh, As far as the quality and everything, that comes out of that place and their customer service is second to none. Also, it's not a dig on anybody else. Uh, I just think that Garrett turbos is definitely the way to go. And let's not forget um, if you were on E3 um, about a month or two ago, I believe it was, I did uh, put out the article there. Garrett turbos got turbos for your ATVs and, you know, your wave runners and everything like that. So they've really got a broad range of product uh, for you if you're looking for turbocharging your application. Last and certainly not least, um, because I do believe it is one of the most important things that you will ever put on your drag racing vehicle, is MacFab Beadlocks. 
long, long gone are the days of rim screws and turning that tire on the rim, things like that. Long gone are those days. You call Tommy over at MacFab Beadlocks. You get set up with a good set of beadlocks for that race car. You will not be disappointed. And if you have an old set, let's say you have an old set of welds, whatever it may be, um, you know, some Craigers or some welds or, you know, um, the the list goes on and on. Guess what? They can put beadlocks on that old school stuff too. I've seen them doing some old school like drag lights and pro stars and stuff like that. They can put beadlocks on those too. Uh, and doesn't matter if it's a 15, a 16, you know, just keep going up the line. They have been doing beadlocks on donks, and we know how big those wheels are. So give Tommy over at MacFab Beadlocks a call. Make sure that you are getting the right stuff to make your car as safe and as quick as possible. And support those that support E3 Extreme and the Scorched Podcast. And let them know if you want when you call. Let them know that Damon sent you. Be greatly appreciated. So until next time, which I promise will not be that long, we will talk again. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Scorched. Scorched. Raw. Raw. Real. Real. And unfiltered. Join us next time when Damon scorches it all again to find previous episodes, news, commentary, and event coverage. Head to E3 Extreme. There is no one better.